Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I chat with Leandra Foster, a money expert, about how debt doesn't have to be a four-letter word. In fact, using money management systems can help boost your overall cash flow and increase revenues. Good morning, Flow Working Entrepreneurs. This is Megan Anderson. I am joined by Leandra Foster, our cash flow expert this morning. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Rolling through this week. I know this week's, for me, it's busy. I'm in the middle of a move, so... It's always fun. Ooh. Yeah. It's always fun working and moving. And I had to stop and go, okay, time to do this, which is great. But <laughs> yeah. So I know the last several weeks, you know, we've talked about like the second shift. That's been an interesting, interesting topic and, and getting more out of our time by saying no and scheduling. Um, but something you've mentioned that I really would love to just chat with you about is the benefits of good debt, you know, credit cards, and we talked a bit about mortgage and automating those types of things, but let's talk a bit about debt and cash flow today. So I'm going to just kind of let you start with credit cards because I know that's what we were talking about a minute ago. So let's start there. Yeah. So um, I think we've talked about it before, but, you know, I don't think that debt is this awful thing that, that our society or our advertisements or TV, you know, TV advertisements tell us like, stop buying those lattes, stop using credit cards. And I don't actually think it's that bad. Um, and we can probably spend another time talking about the emotions uh. that we've gotten from watching these. But I wanted to talk about the practical side of this um, with debt is that with credit cards, a lot of people, you know, like credit cards just get such a bad rap because when they're not used well, they are really, really detrimental. But when they are used well they're like (laughs) yes they are they are so beneficial for so many reasons but you know the the biggest thing that we think of is you know the frequent flyer miles or Mm -hmm. the cash back or um you know those type those types of rewards and benefits some of the things that we don't think about are the extra insurances that come with it as well like some of them if you pay your credit or pay your phone bill on your credit card, they actually extend the insurance on your cell phone. So like if it's lost or stolen, you wouldn't have to buy it from, you know, say Best Buy, your credit card might actually cover it if you check with them. So that's worth checking into. Interesting. Um, to the coin side of things, my family usually gets a free flight and a free rental car, which really brings down the costs of traveling um, off of credit cards. One from our standard credit credit card that I use for everyday purchases. And then sometimes I play the credit card game and open an airline miles one just to get the free points. Yep. That's an advanced strategy, but what your credit card works for in cash flow management for a day-to-day basis. So yesterday my, um, my practical magical millionaire group started yesterday, which is Yay! super exciting. Yes. Um, and yesterday, what we were working on was implementing the profit first system. Yep. And I was having that moment where I was thinking, oh, you know, once you're in it and you're running it, like it just works so smoothly. 
but how do you get over that initial hump into making it work? Yep. And what I realized is credit cards make that one month buffer that helps it work. So with profit first, all of your revenue, all of your sales come into one account yep. and then you allocate it to the different accounts. Yep so that you know that you have money set aside for taxes so that you have money set aside to pay yourself so that you have money set aside um so that you have a profit and it's actually sitting there when your tax accountant tells you that you have a profit yeah. and then for paying your operating expenses yep and i was thinking oh well and i will tell you in profit first he's anti-credit card yes he is he's a cash only kind of guy he's a cash only kind of guy and i'm not i'm i am not a cash only kind of girl yep, yep. <laughs> so so to me, the credit card creates that buffer for that one month so that you can start um, start profit first, because otherwise you're still just taking money out of that account and putting it towards your operating expenses right away. Whereas having a credit card and being able to do your allocations and then pay it works better. And it's even better if you don't already have a credit card, if you open a 0% credit card, yep because it buys you just a little bit more time to get that into place, but not if you're going to be like, Oh, 0%, I can just spend whatever. Yeah, That's exactly. Again, credit cards can be, or a foundational part of a really healthy relationship with money, but they can be the downfall too, if they're not used the way that is beneficial. Yes. Well, I know for me, you know, I, I'm a couple years past divorce and so my credit took a tank because that happens. Had to sell a house and did all this stuff and my credit was really bad. But then I'd gotten all the debt paid off, all the bad debt, all the collections debt, stuff that had come over. And then I was looking at my credit score the other day and I'm like, hmm, it's not great. What can I do? And I'm like, I know. You just get, you know, it's a $1,000 limit credit card, and my personal mind limit is $350 a month. And then you put the $350 and pay it, and put the $350 and pay it every month. And you start building that credit up, so then when I'm ready to make a bigger purchase and need that credit back, it's there. You'd also talked about insurances. If somebody gets a hold of your credit card number, they have insurances so that you don't owe those monies because that's happened to me before. And if where if you're spending cash and someone steals your cash, guess what? No money. So it is an interesting thing that when you're talking about using credit cards wisely as part of a budgeting plan, <laughs> I think that's the important part. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So maybe that was the point that I didn't clearly make, but but with profit first is that your credit card would come due at the end of the month with all the expenses that you would have otherwise paid as they came in and you just make the one big payment all at once on your credit card in full in full in full like it's in not in addition to cash you your cash pays right. credit card you don't keep in in lieu of your cash so that you can get the points for things that you were already spending on not things yes. that you bought because you're like, oh, more points. Because when you play that game, you totally lose and the credit card company wins because you got 1% cash back and you lost 16% in interest. 
Oh, 16% if you're lucky. If it's not up to the 23% that it can be here. In Colorado, at least it's 23 is the highest, but. Uh, no, it can go up to 30 if you pay late. Oh, really? See, okay, see, I didn't know that. I guess I'm not a late-paying human. I, I'm like, nope, I just pay it off every month so I don't pay the interest. Just yeah, it's on. Off. Exactly. It's on your statement that says if you pay late, you can be bumped up to a 29% interest rate. So pay on time every time, yes. even if it's just the minimum. Yep. But again, pay on full. Make it a point to pay on full. Yes. Pay on time in full. In full. Yes. And, you know, we talked that, about that last week, how you, you know, you mentally utilize your credit card. So you set that, set it and forget it, your budget, but then any of your slush funds or the gas or the groceries, you know, you have that limit in your brain where you're like, that's the only yes. thing I have to monitor so that all the rest of my bills, I know they're covered. And I think that's a smart way to budget because otherwise none of us can hold all those numbers in our head and remember where everything's supposed to be. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I, I make little, little notes in my head, $125 a week on groceries. Oh, it was only $50 this week. Oh, next week it's probably going to be 220, you know, whatever. And I kind of do the math, which takes me longer. <laughs> in this moment, I'm like, yep, that worked out to five a week because I obviously didn't buy as many groceries last week as I needed. Yeah. So I had to buy more this week. Yeah. And I think that's good. Like I, I put all my gas my gas and then um, auto maintenance because, you know, once every three months comes that, you know, maintenance on the car and stuff like that. That's the only thing I put on my card and then I just pay it off. So that way yeah. I'm building yeah. the credit. I happen to be earning so there's, mine. <laughs> yep. There's the there's the credit card limit and then there's your mental limit. And to that point um, for your credit score. They want to see that you are using 30% or less of your credit limit. So you were exactly right at the $1,000 limit, $300 is the most that you should be using on that account yep. if you don't have any other credit available. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're rebuilding, it's very important that you use just small amounts and then pay it off every time. Yep. Um, and, uh, and this was something I learned, <laughs> don't pay it off early. Wait till it's due. I learned this because what happened, this mentally happened to me. I was like, oh, okay, 350. Oh, I got some cash, so I paid it off, but it's not due for two weeks. I put 350 more. And then I went, oh, okay, which worked, except I didn't have the cash for two more weeks. So it was like, my ca I was like, wait, no, pay it once a month because that's my cash flow right now. It's once a month. So make yeah. sure you know your cash flow to know when to pay it to keep that exactly. balance down, um, which was, I thought that was funny for me. I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> yes. It, isn't it funny how our mental, it's like, oh, it's a zero. We can go back to 300, 350. <laughs> no, you already did your 350. <laughs> that was already happened this month. You can't add more to it. So, well, it's great to know that there are healthy ways to use debt. Um, it takes planning. It takes a bit of dedication and there's lots of benefits for using them. So, you know, thank you for sharing that with us. And I will say it takes planning and it takes dedication on the front end. And then it just becomes part of your money habit. Yep. yep. Just like everything. Once, once you've set the plan and stick to it, then it's just like any money habit. You can keep using it and it's never going to be a detriment to your 
uh, your credit score or your energy and emotions. Because, yeah, we could definitely go into the emotions behind all that negative credit stuff that happens um, with TVs and ads and things. But, well, Leandra, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of tips on cash flow and credit and for those of you who are listening or watching, if you would like to connect with Leandra, I know she may be doing another Practical Magical Millionaire this year in 2021. If not, definitely next year. So make sure that you tap the link below to connect with Leandra and find out more from her and all the goodness that she has to offer. And we thank you so much, Leandra. We will see you next week. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Okay. Bye-bye.